0: Hello and welcome to Cody and Corbin Have a Podcast, the show where two former roommates talk about a new movie every week. This week on the show, we're talking about Annihilation. Can you describe its form?
1: No. Start from the beginning.
0: What do you think I do when you're away? You think I'm out in the garden, pining, looking up at the sky? Why
1: aren't you here? I gotta leave a day early.
0: Your husband's here. Let me see him. He's extremely ill. You have to tell me where he was, what he was doing. It was his decision to go in. It's something they termed the shimmer. I'm your host, Corbin Stockel, and As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Cody Webb. Cody, how are we doing today?
1: Doing great, man. Another great intro from you. Back at it with, you know, just a a normal episode of Cap. I think these might be some of my favorites where uh, you know, I just get to pick a random movie and we get to talk about it for a while. But uh yeah, excited to be here. How are you doing today, man?
0: I'm good. You know, this is uh our twenty-third episode of the season. We're nearing the end of the season here in a couple episodes. This is our basically our final individual regular episode before we move on to new categories next season. So I think you picked a good one for it. And it's actually really funny because, listen, we did the streaming wreck episode last week. Mm-hmm. And when we got to Paramount Plus, we kind of talked about how there's nothing good on there and we couldn't find movies. And you ended up suggesting, well, you tried to suggest Star Trek, which was not on there. Yep. And then you suggested Mean Girls, <laughs> which the problem with when you record something like that on say june 30th and then the next day july 1st where a lot of streaming things turn over mean girls actually moved to netflix uh on july 1st and is no longer on paramount plus but this movie is on paramount plus so it, it kind of works out it's like you're you're bringing in a secondary wreck right yeah. after
1: that is funny i don't even know that about mean girls but uh yes yeah, star trek probably just moved back to paramount it yeah, very well be <laughs> <laughs> back on there so ticket. that's funny but uh yeah, I mean, we didn't mention this movie at all. Probably because I hadn't seen it. I don't believe you had seen it. Either. I have not. Um, so
0: so why'd you pick it, Cody? Let's get into it. Why?
1: <laughs> Why? 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 Well, I-, I picked it for a couple reasons. It- it's-, it's been on my list for uh, one that I did want to watch for a while. Because I heard interesting things about it when it came out. Um, which makes a lot of sense now after seeing it. But, I mean, it's also kind of relevant. I mean, Natalie Portman, you know, Thor Force coming out. She's back in the MCU. Also, Alex Garland just released uh, his newest film. And I was a big fan of Ex Machina, um, which I think is super underrated and and super cool for just like, uh, you know, lower budget sci-fi, which is kind of what this is as well, it seems like. So, you know, not really one great reason, kind of just a lot of little good reasons to pick this. And um, I'll tell you what, I think this is actually going to turn out to be a pretty good episode. So I'm pretty (laughs) I'm pretty happy with my pick.
0: Yeah, there's a lot to discuss and get into with this movie. It's very there's a ton of layers and there's a lot of there's a lot to it as there is with a lot of Alex Garland films. So why don't we just go ahead and get into it? Initial thoughts.
1: Good morning, Vietnam.
0: This, this is an interesting pick because this is really the first horror movie that we've done on the podcast. We've never done a horror movie. This is, according to the letterbox genre, this is the only horror movie that we have touched on. And I I had had plans to bring. A horror film to the to the pot at some point it's interesting that you know we kind of end up with this film as the first horror movie quote unquote that we talk about because it's not i mean it's kind of a horror movie, but it's it's more of a science fiction kind of thriller my um, general you know is that what you expected when you were getting into it and then what did you what was different from your expectations i guess
1: yeah, so my expectations going in I knew that there was a little bit of horror in it. But, I mean, me personally, I'm not a massive horror guy. I was much more intrigued by, you know, the Ex Machina, uh, you know, sci-fi of it. And Ex Machina has some horror in it as well, like some scary shit. But I was more intrigued by the sci-fi, but I did know there were some horror elements in it. But, I mean, it's kind of interesting you bring that up off off the top as well, because, like, this movie, it's a combination of a lot of things. And like off the top, it's kind of like this mystery of what happened to her husband in this, you know, just weird place. And then it turns into even more of a mystery when like, you know, their memories get wiped, blah, blah, blah. But then it does fade more into this horror when they when they get to that first uh, Oscar Isaac on camera scene. I mean that's some gruesome shit <laughs> it's, it's
0: some it's some body horror stuff in it yeah i want to at a later point in the episode kind of dive into our general thoughts on alex garland but it reminded me of some of the stuff he did in men that came out this year and as well as even a little bit of the ex machina stuff some of the peeling off of the skin um yeah. it's kind of interesting to see those through lines i haven't seen men before but it seems like
1: that is a lot we've, we've talked
0: we've, yeah. we've talked a little bit <laughs> extensively about what happens and there is a it's very gruesome body horror type moment at the climax of that film. Uh, not to it, spoil anything.
1: It seems very interesting uh, to say the least, but, and then, yeah, it does like transition more into the horror with the whole bear. Uh, what is it? Like a bear pig hybrid or something. It's got a weird looking face. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I can,
0: I think there's some goat in there maybe or something. I don't know. I mean, it's very strange. It's got a weird
1: skull face, but I mean, that's just straight up horror. Like that scene, uh Super tense, I think very well shot as well, especially for, uh, I mean, it's got to be mostly CGI. I think they did make a practical thing out of it, but I mean, that scene is intense as hell. And then you you move on to the end of the movie, and I mean, it's just straight up just, you know, sci-fi mumbo-jumbo. I was a little bit lost, I'm not going to lie, but I mean, from the beginning, like 10 minutes of the movie, if you just like fast forward like an hour and a half, I think you're going to be just like – the tone and sort of like what the genre of this movie is it it changed on its head almost you know 360 I think which is fun and um I mean my phrase for this movie is I don't know if it's a good movie but I can't stop thinking about it Mm -hmm. (laughs) like like there's like you said there's so many layers there's so many like little things as well like even today because I watched it last night even going through the day today I was like does that actually make sense there are some plot holes I think but Overall, I did enjoy this movie a lot. And um, I-, I might have to check out Man because I- I'm two for two on out Garland stuff. I feel like Ex Machina. I do like Ex Machina more in this movie, but I enjoyed this movie quite a bit. Um, so I might have to check out his nearest one, even though, you know, I've heard some-, some very strange stuff.
0: This movie is
1: beautiful to look at. It really is like it's stunning.
0: Yeah. The stuff that they do with the shimmer, that even the grotesque bear is a marvel to look at the weird alligator the weird deer the the houses the floor of the fauna the crystal trees there's there's a lot of beautiful imagery and production design in this al garland definitely has an eye for the visual whether it's like the tiny little house in the giant like mountains and greenery that you see in ex machina or these like beautiful english plains in in farmland in men he 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 tells a really great visual story and it's it's cool because this mixes in more of the vfx and like the cgi but there's also a lot of cool practical stuff as well my my second question for you how much have you gone into like what does this mean on the internet have you gotten into those rabbit holes or are you just kind of sticking with your your own interpretation
1: that's a great question because there's a bunch of stuff online i haven't really gone into any of it if i'm being completely honest my thing with with this sort of movie that's sort of like a a think piece a science fiction think piece that's how i view it at least i think i need a little bit of time to like digest the movie myself before i go into somebody else's ideas just because i feel like oh if i immediately turn off the movie and then turn on this you know our think piece on on youtube it's kind of just gonna be like oh okay this guy's just explaining the movie so i do like those a lot those video essays on youtube and eventually i think i will check them out but i didn't that at all i, I mean I, i'm free balling here uh you know, the ending is, is very clear, I think, on what's what happening. But sort of the in-between of that with the whole shadow thing, and obviously there was a mutation creating, you know, double the identities of these people. And sort of the questions it leaves you with as well of, you know, are they going to annihilate? Because obviously these are not the same people. So it, it leaves a lot of unanswered questions. I don't love the ending, if I'm being honest. I think they could have done it maybe a little bit better but the third act I was actually a big fan of partly because I was a little bit confused, <laughs> but and I mean, the the visuals are also very cool in that, that hole they go down. I love the idea as well of limited dialogue to, to sort of kick off a third act sort of like they're not explaining everything down your throat every single second. I really like that. I'm sure I'm missing a lot of stuff here. And, um, did you go down the rabbit hole yet? I think you just finished this movie, did you?
0: I finished it about an hour or two ago, so I had time okay. to kind of <laughs> look at a, a couple things. I watched a short little video. Uh-huh. And Just less even like, what does this mean? But just like, I like to see the little details that get pointed out. And I'm, I have, I mean, you said you've been t- thinking about them all day, but I have some uh, that I'll discuss later on of just like these things that continuously get mirrored and, and just some of those ideas. Because that's the thing about a movie like this, I'm sure when I rewatch it, I'm probably going to like it a lot more. uh, I would imagine. And like you said, just kind of getting to spend time with it is really important. The other thing that I want to say is a lot of, I I think a lot of our episodes, you could probably listen to them and have not seen the movie and still enjoy them. (laughs) This is probably going to be a hard, if you're at this point, like this might be a hard (laughs) one. I really do recommend going and checking out this movie. It's two hours. It's like an hour 54. Um, It's got a great cast. It would serve you better to go go watch this movie, then yeah. come back and listen to this discussion. Because I think even if you saw this movie like three years ago when it came out, go rewatch it, uh, and then come back to this discussion, or just listen to us yammer on about whatever.
1: <laughs> I mean, do that too, but no, I was just going to say that after because I was like, we're probably talking just absolute nonsense right
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> like, what what are we talking about? Yeah.
1: So, big disclaimer. Um, do you want to try
0: on. and uh, do you want to try and do a little plot analysis for the people who have okay. it? Okay
1: so what happens. If, if you're like I'm not going to go watch this movie, but you still want to listen. Uh
0: <laughs> uh this can be
1: very poorly explained. Well, will
0: try it. So it opens with Natalie Portman talking to our boy Benedict Wong.
1: True. Basically the gist of the story is Natalie Portman, she's like the lone survivor of, of this pack that went out into this this shimmer, which is basically just light cutting off um you know, this land, and there's a lighthouse in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah. so it, um, it
0: originated from the lighthouse, and it has been slowly spreading yeah. over a period of multiple years at this point.
1: Yeah. Um
0: And, and the government... And the, goal,
1: the goal of the mission, basically, is to figure out why, you know, what's going on, why yeah, is it what? like What's
0: happening? They have no well, idea.
1: Because they've sent in, you know, a lot of people in there, and nobody's ever come out. Um, But then, as well, Oscar Isaac, who is uh, Natalie Portman's wife, I mean, her uh, husband's wife, same thing um he comes out he just shows up at their house but then he has like internal bleeding he's got a lot of issues and he goes in a coma so then Natalie Portman she's like I need answers to save him she goes in with this ragtag team a lot of great characters a lot of great actresses
0: Tessa Thompson Gina Rodriguez uh etc what's the other a group of Uh, women notably a group of women scientists
1: Jennifer oh, Jason Lee. Jennifer Jason
0: Lee, there it is. That's the other There's guy. one more too, but she's less
1: consequential. She's like Swedish. Um, yeah. <laughs> we but now, don't know, they go in there, there's some weird animals, they get attacked, and then they and then they get picked off one by one, pretty much. And then Natalie Portman finally makes it to the lighthouse. I'm just skipping through like half the movie at this point, anyways. But um they get they encounter the a
0: lot of weird things along the way, along yeah. their journey.
1: <laughs> that is also true. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get to those as well. But um, she gets to the lighthouse and basically there's a whole what dude (laughs) there's There's a camera (laughs) yeah so there's a camera she watches the camera it turns out oscar isaac just blew himself up but then there's another oscar isaac that's there not really explained and then there's this little hole they go down into and then jennifer jason lee's there but then she just gets she already got taken over by whatever was there she turns in this wormhole effect thing she says the title of the movie (laughs) yeah annihilation great title Roll credits. Yeah, basically, I mean, after that, she wakes up and there's this, well, no, there's just this Well, Natalie Portman gets mirrored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She gets mutated. She gets doubled, basically. They do a little dance. They kind of fight, then they they sleep, and then, you know, eventually Natalie Portman, well, I mean, at least what I think, she ends up, you know, killing herself as well, but then burns down the whole White House, and then they get out, and, you know, happily ever after for Team Annihilation, I believe. (laughs) So that's the, gist the big of story. The big reveal at the end,
0: not yes. the big. I guess the big reveal is that Oscar Isaac is like she realizes that the Oscar Isaac that is in the real world that is magically healed now that the shimmer has blown up is actually the, a copied version and not her real husband. It's an alien like copy, and she is as well. That's well, it yes. There's what a glimmer, mean? in, I, I actually, I don't think so. I don't think she is. You don't think? I so. think she. I think I do think she kills. The alien version, but the the important thing of note is that even she's gone into the glimmer, and everybody's DNA is mutating, and I think that's what we're showing at the end is that she's she's not a copy of herself in the way that Oscar Isaac is, but she has definitely changed. I disagree completely. I think she is the copy, and it's it's left open, ambiguous (laughs) for you to (laughs) make that decision for yourself, and
1: you can see why Cody and I disagree. I don't, I don't think she would be hugging him if because he said the same thing too. He was like. Yeah, and I don't think you are either. And then she did the whole Well he just thing. he said, Are you? And then she just doesn't answer. She, she answer the heck. But um she does the whole circle thing with the water as well. The so, water
0: starts to mutate. Yeah. It it's yeah. you know, it's unclear.
1: I feel like it's heavily implied that she's the, the duplicate, now.
0: Yeah, it, it leaves it leaves you questioning <laughs> is the the idea. I personally don't think she is. I think
1: that's she fair. Kills the and that's the beauty of this movie so we went over the plot there if, you <laughs> nice. if you're not confused you should be because we're obviously confused and I think that's what is so great about this kind of movie is like it's something you can just talk about for a long time I mean maybe you don't fully understand it but like every single person has their own interpretation of it which I think is very cool but yeah the the sci-fi mumbo-jumbo at the end I really like and uh, the first hour the build up is good but uh, and then you get the horror as well thrown in but I mean the ending is just like what the hell did I just watch it's kind of that sort of feeling which um, I think it was uh it was masterfully done but, yeah
0: the one last thing I want to talk about because <laughs> we've been going on in initial thoughts for a while so we can move well, on but that was a big plot the general themes of this movie it's it's obviously while well, the title is annihilation mm-hmm. it's kind of this Verses of like assimilation versus annihilation. Everything inside the the shimmer is kind of assimilating amongst itself. It's copying. It's refracting its own DNA. There's there's copies that we see throughout the entire film. It's kind of a theme of of people's memories, people's bodies, their their own DNA being assimilated and kind of becoming this like not really a hive mind, but an entire experience together. It's all originating from this or extraterrestrial source at the center i think the other thing is that humans i mean it talks about in the movie all humans self-destruct is is what jennifer Le- jason lee's character says she's like you know not everybody commits suicide very few people commit suicide but humans at the end of the day always lead to their own destruction whether it's through smoking and drinking or in uh Natalie portman's case you know cheating on her husband or um everyone has these like internal struggles that lead to their own demise at the end, their annihilation. And that's kind of like the human condition or like the idea of of what humans do as we annihilate. And it's kind of that human annihilation coming in against the assimilation or the, the, the expansion and the refraction that the aliens have. And then in the end, personally, I believe that the human annihilation is what wins out. And that's why I think I don't think Natalie Portman comes out as a copy. I think she destroys everything. And there's this idea uh, she literally self-destructs herself. She the the alien copy is literally just copying her. It's not capable of like higher thought or or even capable of self-destructing on its own. It needs Natalie Portman the human character to literally mirror itself pull the trigger on the grenade of her own life to kill herself as you say to annihilate for things to even be destroyed and it without the human factor that would never happen and and i think this would this glimmer would expand and you know take over probably plenty of worlds but humans annihilate yeah what do you think Absolutely. of that interpretation
1: <laughs> i like the themes a lot uh i do agree with that but Again, I, I do disagree with, with your take. I I don't know, man. I mean, I think it's super, like, um, poetic that when she's killing the, the copy or whatever, you know, it turns into her face. I think that's telling of, that is Natalie Portman. And it's a, sort of the same situation that I think Oscar Isaac found himself in um, as well. So I, I think, like, their two stories played out the exact same. But, no, the tones you're hitting on as well, I think is very well said. Because this is about just like human struggle in general. I think mm. every single person who's you know going in.
0: All these their- women's they- have their own issues. The oh yeah, the psychologist and has cancer. they say as
1: well. They say you know they're not going to go in here if you have a perfect life. Like mm. everybody has their issues, but I mean in the end, it, it doesn't matter because you're getting <laughs> annihilated either way. I guess it's it's
0: just interesting because like uh-huh. Tessa Thompson's character kind of chooses assimilation. She just yeah. goes off into the world. And that's like what she chooses to do. Whereas Natalie Portman, I guess, makes that distinction for herself at the end. Let's move on to roll credits. Roll credits. So I guess we've been chirping on it for a while, but yeah, Annihilation is the title of the the movie. That's why I kind of lean in that favor of the outcome. It doesn't get said until an hour and 32 minutes into the movie. What do you think about that moment when Jennifer Jason Lee's character says Annihilation?
1: I think it's cool. I think it's perfectly placed, honestly. Um, if you leave it till the end of the movie to, to say the title and like a cool speech like that, I'm a fan. But I do have a question. I mean, obviously one of the main themes is annihilation. But I feel like for the the ending of the movie, like what does that sort of mean for everything? Like, cause what I view it as is almost like these two are starting off the annihilation of the human planet. I feel like these two, you know, copies. Are end up, like going to take over for I don't different know. reasons. Almost the yeah. destroyed, which is a good point from you. So maybe that is Natalie Portman, but I, I don't know. I the think- Shimmers destroyed
0: yet. She is something's different about her, right? So there's something remains, and obviously we still have Oscar Isaac as well. So there's some on our planet. There is some sort of extraterrestrial life,
1: but I feel like it's it's sort of a feeling of maybe these are like maybe they're surviving more than annihilating. And that's why I think the title is interesting because let's just say in theory, like Natalie Portman is is the copy or whatever. These two have like the perfect situation to basically, you know, get out of this and, and probably reproduce pretty easily because they are already married, like before they copied. So I think it's more of an idea of, you know, they maybe have the option of annihilation just from the shimmer itself but then they left in, they left this in as well, sort of like, oh, if we can, you know, trap a couple people in this lighthouse and then copy them, maybe we, that would be an easier way to survive for us rather than, you know, just taking over the entire planet. So, I, I mean, the title, again, it's you can take it a lot of different ways. Obviously, one of the main themes is Annihilation. But sort of from my perspective, it kind of feels like maybe it doesn't fit the ending the way I see it. But again, I mean, we we disagree on the ending, anyways. But I think it's a good title. I'm a fan.
0: In that third act, that moment leading up to that point, there's that score note that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't even realize that. I, I did not it. know that was that. It's like all over yeah. TikTok. It's been you. Yeah. I had no. I had no idea as well that when I heard that, I was like, oh my gosh, that's the score of this movie. That's crazy. And it is a. It, it's pretty powerful in that moment the way it's used like even though it's i've almost become desensitized to the sound like it it's a pretty shocking moment it's a pretty powerful moment when it when it's utilized
1: that is a good point and uh i mean the score it's it's become bigger than the movie i think it like that is that sounds all over the internet i feel like so that was cool because i I did not know that either going in
0: alternate endings for the movie Mm -hmm. do you know anything about any of these Cody?
1: no definitely not so
0: I mean, even this ending, the Paramount executives talked about, like, it was too confusing, essentially, is what they said. And Alex Garland was like, you're just, like, insulting the intelligence of the audience with that. But originally, he wanted it to be even more ambiguous. Um, He didn't want to reveal which Natalie Portman or Natalie. He didn't want to show Natalie Portman leaving the lighthouse at all so you so that leaves it more of a question mark of which version it is i I think because we do see her leave it kind of makes it seem like it's the original one there's the possibility that like when she's knocked out maybe they switch whatever um but then the other thing that he wanted to have at the end is you would see multiple comets raining down from the sky and there was going to be more of these things crashing and and that was going to like be
1: the end of the book or the end of the movie which i think is very interesting that's cool i like they should have done that Then made a sequel I, I, I do like the ending, but that does sound a little bit better. I'm not going. Why don't we
0: go ahead and move on to uh, stupidest part, Cody?
1: You stupid. Nah, nah. do it. Oh man.
0: I'm I'm curious. I I really struggled in this category. Really. Um. What What do you got two. for
1: me? I got quite a few. First off, more of a funnier one. Why is Natalie Portman having an affair with the guy from uh, interstellar?
0: Romilly? <laughs> 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 well,
1: I feel like that's kind of just in here to give her you know a little bit more character depth. But I feel like it's very unnecessary. It doesn't really lead to anything because I mean evidently her and Oscar Isaac are fine in the end anyways. So I thought that was pretty dumb. Shout out to Romilly. though good guy. But uh, past that, my, my actually my big question for you is, how the hell did Oscar Isaac get back to the house in in the beginning of the movie? Because I I really don't understand how that happened at all.
0: Yeah. I think that maybe, maybe that's just like an unanswerable question of like, because he, he says like, I saw this and recognized it. And then like, that's all he remembers is like recognizing the place and then ending up there. (laughs) I'm not sure.
1: How does he get out of the shimmer? They showed me some teleportation shit. It well, you know, like... there's
0: the interesting because it's not when they first enter the shimmer they kind of black out, you know. Yeah. And they, it's like six like days, days or yeah. four days or something. Yeah. That does that happen again once they're inside?
1: Once they're inside, what the shimmer? Yeah. No. Like no, yeah, I think it's the start. Yeah.
0: So maybe he's like he decides to leave, and then like as he's leaving, he blacks out, and like he just ends up at the house. Maybe that's the interesting solution i'm not sure
1: another theory i just came off the top of my head here okay so what if you know what if these beings were like okay you know we got one down we need one more and we have oscar isaac let's just go get his wife so they just like beam this guy into their house Mm. you know sort of science fiction stuff there i don't fucking know that's 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 if you that's if you take
0: i mean you because you're kind of going in more of like the not not diabolical but like the evil alien kind of thing like they're here to to take over i I, think that's where i think that's the primary course of like where we disagree about this film because i don't see these these extraterrestrial creatures as malignant necessarily
1: okay well that's funny because i have another question sort of bouncing off that so i mean in this place it is making them crazy i mean these people are losing it they're hearing voices out of these animals, uh, you know, mouths of the, of their dead friends. They're seeing double. Well, is that making um, them
0: crazy or is that actually happening? I mean, are you that that's just a scientific thing that bear can talk yeah. with that lady's voice?
1: <laughs> I don't think so because, um,
0: <laughs> everything else that happens in the movie, but that's too far. That's probably pushing it.
1: <laughs> I think it is too far, but, um, cause they also do the thing where it's like when she gets dragged away the first time, they're like, Oh, I didn't even see the bear there or whatever. So they're clearly messing with their head um, yeah. somehow. So I'm just kind of confused on what the play is here from these, you know, extraterrestrials. Are they trying to like weed them off one by one? Are they just there and this is their environment that, that they bring with them? Because they killed them all off, but they ended up like needing, you know, Oscar Isaac, Natalie Portman and Jennifer Jason Lee. It seems like they needed all three of those. Pretty exclusively, like they really needed them to to further their story here. So I'm kind of confused on why they would. I mean, obviously, if it's just their environment doing this mutation thing, that makes sense. But I mean, if they're creating this, they have to know that nobody's really going to be able to get through here like super easily. So I'm kind of yeah. confused on that as well.
0: I mean, I think the thing is with even when the characters that are like actually killed, like I don't think Tessa Thompson's character is killed. The characters actually die, like the lady that's eaten by the bear. Well, they're both, both the ladies eaten by the bears <laughs> they still like are becoming a part of the terrarium or the shimmer like in a way mm-hmm. because i mean you see that with the lady's voice i personally interpret that as like the bear is like her dna and her her presence has been like copied and refracted and then it's the bear has like picked it up and mutated oh no,
1: that's cap <laughs>
0: That's where I think that comes in.
1: <laughs> so, this bear has mutated that much when it kills someone, it, it takes over their voice.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what they say, too. They're like, this place is taking over, like,
1: the, yeah, but they're the going final crazy.
0: moment of your fear is like, yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe you could say that it's going crazy. I mean, that's, I think that is think good, a fine reading of it.
1: They have like too much blood going to their head because, you know, their <laughs> blood's doubling every minute almost. So, yeah, I don't, know. that one, I did not think that at all, but that's an interesting take that's pretty much my dumb parts though mostly just uh confusion more than dumb. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you have anyone to shout out
0: uh i got well, the main thing is just like why did they just keep sending people in and expect yeah. it's like i get that i guess they didn't really have a lot of options but it's that insanity thing where it's like you're doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results i mean there's the only difference is instead of soldiers they send in scientists at the end which like i guess that turns out better for them but they're just it's been like years and they just keep sending people in with no i mean oscar isaac was the first person to ever come out
1: yeah <laughs> and i think that's sort of uh that's the thing i like about jennifer jason lee's character because she sent all these people in that's what she said and everything she's sick as well but whatever But I think it's sort of like closure for her because she knows that she sent all these people to their deaths. She's like, all right, I'm going in. If I don't figure it out, I don't figure it out. But, you know, I'm not dealing. I'm not sending anybody else in at this point. But then she doesn't bring along like, you know, four innocent scientists. So I don't know.
0: (laughs) I think this movie looks really good. I think the alligator (laughs) looks bad in comparison to everything else. I think the bear looks really scary. I think the lighting helps in the way the movie and the way it's kind of just shot and put together but because the alligator is in like bright sunlight chasing them down completely cg like wobbling and it's like gigantic it doesn't look great (laughs) so that's the stupidest part for you that's a complaint
1: (laughs) that's fair i think the deer look pretty dumb as well i'm not gonna lie. but you know the the lighting like you said for for the bear i think really helps yeah but yeah, the alligator—it doesn't look great, like just dead sitting there either. It kind of looks pretty fake. Kind of looks like really rubbery when, like, they're uh, holding the jaw and everything. But yeah,
0: like I'm sure yeah. that's a prop, but
1: it can't be easy to make those things, though.
0: No, but in compa- I think it, it also just sucks because in comparison, like, there's so much that looks so good about this movie that it s- stands out more. So,
1: I was going to bring this up in filmmaking, but I feel like it kind of has a lower budget. I feel like it's a very low budget feel. I feel like they burned the budget entirely almost on the third act. I, I think they did make some practical stuff with the animals, obviously. But yeah, I, don't, I mean, the Shimmer, to me, does not scream like high-budget sci-fi movie. So I'm not sure, but I it, think all uh,
0: all, online, this is 40 to $50 million budget. It only grossed like $32 million in the United States.
1: Yeah, uh, I think it bombed, honestly.
0: It, did, it, it basically maybe made its budget back. But that's you know, not, not on those numbers. marketing
1: <laughs> On those little, numbers It probably lost like 40 mil I, I wouldn't expect this movie to do Too, too like uh, insane at the box office But that is a higher budget Than I would have guessed to be fair
0: I'm curious now what the In comparison what the Ox ex machina budget is I think cool. it is I think it's less um, I mean it's a smaller filmmaker 15 million yeah he made that money yeah. That movie for very little
1: well, I mean, it's basically just one one house to it, Yeah, it's, I mean,
0: yeah. it would be a perfect COVID movie.
1: X All right. Superior film, by the way. Go check that out. As
0: well. <laughs> I actually, I think these two are, like, very close for me. Really? Uh, I like X-Locan a lot. I I have been making a list of everything. Not everything total, oh, but just, like, everything on Letterboxd that I've logged over the last year, and I, I just put these movies right next to each other. Uh nice. I think they're very different. There's some similar themes, some similar ideas and obviously the same filmmaker. But for me they're very similar. Let's go to favorite scene.
1: She was very gorgeous to me. When I started
0: watching this movie, I was kind of like it's going to be really hard to pick a favorite scene because I f- especially early in that first thir- like third of it or the first half of it it's just kind of I don't know there's not there's nothing that stands out as like a really great scene. Um obviously when you get into the third act there's a lot more interesting stuff. Um, but before that, I think that bear scene that we talked about is really incredible. It is it is the first moment moment of like true horror. Yes, we get the alligator thing, which is kind of like a tropey horror thing. But this is like nighttime, they're tied to the chairs. You hear the like the call of the woman's voice, and she goes out there and the camera stays on the women tied up, and then the bear comes. It's just expertly shot. It's fantastic suspense and honestly pretty frightening. So that's that's probably my favorite scene.
1: That was um easily my pick as well i mean that's some intense stuff right there pretty much as intense as it gets i think just the way the bear fucking like walks around them as well it's like some scary stuff but yeah visually like stunning i think so props there
0: same people that made
1: paddington bear i actually saw that i did see that briefly on the internet shout out that team because uh they're killing it in hollywood but um my other one i did want to shout out best
0: bears in hollywood
1: (laughs) I mean, other than, you know, like Winnie the Pooh murder version, you can't really beat, I think, uh, those two bears. They probably did him as well. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> but, uh, the other thing I wanted to shout out was uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, her, her whole mutation scene. Mm. Um, it, it's very visual, I think, and sort of just like Natalie Portman getting lost into, you know, the, the wormhole or, or whatever the hell that even is. You know, for a second, maybe I even got lost into it, I think, so... I think visually that seems very cool. And then just like conceptually, I think it leads into like the best part of the movie. So, yeah, that was the other one I wanted to shout out. Rip Jennifer Jason. Lee. Nobody particularly cared when she died, I don't think. But, you know, good moment nonetheless.
0: I wanted to also just give a small shout out. There's like a moment where like Oscar Isaac and Natalie Portman are in bed and they're just like laughing and having a good time. And it feels like a completely different movie from the rest of the film. And it kind of, they, I think they have really good chemistry in that. And I think they're like a really convincing couple, and I would, I would love to see a drama with these two as the leads, where they're actually like in love. What do you think, Cody? I
1: bag it. I think um, their relationship maybe deserved a little bit more screen time, but it, I mean, yeah. it, was, it was a big part of the movie. But yeah, I really like that duo. Uh, Oscar Isaac's a hell of an actor, I think, and pretty underrated. And then uh, Natalie Portman's good, I, I think, in this movie specifically as well. It, it's one of the best I've seen from her, obviously. Um, black swan but i feel like she doesn't do that much dramatic stuff anymore which could i mean she probably just doesn't do too many movies in general anymore to be fair as well but i think drama is like her best you know feature as an actress so i back that movie i'd watch it
0: let's move on to let's talk filmmaking we are full sail University. We take dreams seriously. Really. Did you have anything you wanted to bring up? To, to Not really. Out? I wanted
1: to bring up the budget and, and the effects a little bit, but we've touched on it, so I'll just throw it throw it over you, teacher.
0: Well, I guess I just wanted to ask: like, when you think of Alex Garland, what comes to mind for you as a filmmaker?
1: I mean, based off the movies I've seen, it, it, it's got to be <laughs> sci-fi. But I mean, also like, I think uh, very good uh, visual effects as well. That's definitely something that comes to mind.
0: Yes, yeah, so, something you probably don't know this about him, but he actually started as a novelist and then transitioned into first it was his books and one of his books was adapted by Danny Boyle into a movie and then he wrote 28 Days Later for Danny Boyle and then he started directing his own films Uh but there's not a lot of writers that have become directors there's people like Michael Crichton but it's interesting because he's really transitioned almost completely from a writer. Like he hasn't written a book in 20 years, I think, or at least I hadn't had like a major book in 20 years. And now like he's, I mean, he's pretty much just directing movies right now and and some TV stuff, which I think is
1: interesting. That's really cool. Actually. I didn't even know. um, He wrote 28 days later. So Mm -hmm. Yeah, props to I feel like that is a tough transition going from you know writer to director and then you know staying there consistently. What's his face? Uh hasn't done that very well. <laughs> Who am I the, who's the other famous writer to director Stephen he, King? <laughs> I don't know. No, like that uh, screenwriter.
0: <laughs> oh, screenwriter. That,
1: well, I was just dialogue boy. You're talking about Sorkin. Yeah, sorry, to notice. I can't pull names today. But I mean his directorial I, stuff I feel like has not been as good as his, no. his writer stuff. So I feel like that is a tough transition, even for some of the best writers.
0: I don't think men is good at is as good as Annihilation right. or X Model. I would see him too, fair. But <laughs> for like those three to be three of your movies that you've directed and he's written all of them as well. This was based on a book. But I, I think that's just really impressive to be to be able to do that. <laughs>
1: same sci-fi that's the last one really well very um, good directorial debut i think
0: which is also something fun. that i thought was interesting is a quote from him so this is based on a book but it differs pretty heavily um okay. the like the women aren't even named in the book it's a lot more like <laughs> ethereal and about the mind a lot of the stuff that they see doesn't happen in the book and the endings are different i believe It's also a trilogy of stories and Alex Garland only read the first one and didn't want to like take anything from the second or third one. But something he said was he what when he like was rewriting the script he didn't go back and reread the book because he wanted it to like use his memory and to make it feel like a book based on a dream is what he said. Hmm. And And I think that I think he probably achieves that pretty well.
1: Yeah, that's funny probably the original writer of the book is probably pissed at this movie but it's probably <laughs> a uh, Stephen King shining thing honestly but there was there was like some, there totally was some clean.
0: controversy when casting was announced because I think some of the lead females in this are supposed to be like Pacific Islander or, or Native American characters right. but those things aren't even mentioned until like the second or third book so Oxgarden was like well I never even read those I read the oh. first book started writing a screenplay and was casting before that book like that book was coming out. So he's like, yeah. that, that's my response to that. Um, it, it's a pretty diverse cast. I think the other thing I want to talk about with Alex Garland, his relationship with women in movies is very interesting. Ex Machina is essentially a story about. I mean, it's a female protect. Now you don't think it's a protagonist, but at the end, the protagonist is the robot, the female AI creature. It's a story about two points of view that men have of women. the Oscar Isaac point of view, or like women have to be like controlling and evil and to be successful AI and and actually want to manipulate people. That's his whole thing. Like she's manipulating you to love her. Um, and then the Alex or the Donald Gleason characters view of women is like, Oh, I'm an, I'm the nice guy. And like, I got to support women and like, I'm going to help you escape. But like, that's also a necessarily a a negative view of, of like what womanhood is. Um, so that movie is very much about that. This movie is obviously about you know the five women that are journeying <laughs> out into the into the the shimmer or whatever um, and they all have their own struggles and then men is very clearly about womanhood and you know I guess men more than anything um, It's kind of like people are negative about it just because maybe it's oversimplifying and it's like like why are you making this movie about like men terrorizing women and but it's it's very interesting to think about this dude writes a lot of stories about women. Obviously as two men on a podcast, we probably, we can never like fully eloquate like the power of that or if it's necessarily right to the fullest extent or like what he's doing, like is it his job to tell these stories necessarily? But I guess it's, it's something to think about for sure.
1: I think that's a great point, honestly. And something I probably wouldn't have thought of at all, but that is true. I mean, just coming from, you know, these women's perspectives, is this guy the best, you know, storyteller for this kind of story?
0: One thing I, one thing I will say, mm. in, I guess, support of him is that he's talked extensively, and I think Natalie Portman has as well. Is that this was very much a co-authorship of this movie. Like, yes, yeah, she didn't write it, but like they worked hand in hand of like what this story was going to be and who this character was, which
1: I think is really important to do. And I think that really shows for from Natalie Portman's performance. So I think, um, just uh, like commitment-wise, I think she's very into this movie, which is cool to see.
0: The other thing I want to talk about in filmmaking is mm-hmm. all the little details of the, the, the things that get, like, refracted, essentially. So I just want to point them all, There are a few of them out. I might have missed some. But the first thing is the tattoo on her arm. Do you notice that? Yeah. That's a big so, one. So first... At the end of the movie, when she's she wakes up, she has this tattoo on her arm. I I might have a trivia question about it, so I won't say what it is. Uh Oh, Uh, I know. But it's also on the other girl, Anya, earlier in the film, and then even before that, it's on the body of the dead soldier. So it's like the world is refracting and copying itself, and their bodies are changing, which is really cool to see. The other thing is we see her literal house in in the shimmer.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought. That, the house that they go house. into
0: is the house yeah. that her and oscar isaac lived in so it's like Dude, that's what I fucking
1: thought. yeah because it was the same staircase i thought yeah yeah, yeah. That's, that's cool that's I yeah. like, so like that's, that's a really small detail i like
0: early on you mentioned the deer they're mirrored they both move in tandem so it's kind of an early look at like hey things are maybe being copied obviously you also have the two oscar isaacs that are being copied and then i also say that the bare mirroring Cass's words is an extension of that. It's, it's copy, but maybe you just, that's where you begin to disagree with me, I guess.
1: This guy's cap <laughs> <laughs> and
0: I'm sure there's many other things, but those are just, That
1: is, just I point. mean, with the whole copy thing, like it seems all of the other copies sort of move in this tandem, like Natalie Portman and hers, the deer, but Oscar Isaac, it, they didn't. it doesn't at all. So that's kind of confusing as well.
0: It's hard to say. Let's move on to weird movie <laughs> details trivia. naked grandma, naked, huh? Let's do it, <laughs> <clears throat> Cody. What is the tattoo that appears on Lena's arm? What is it?
1: Like, what is it specifically? I don't know. It's like a, it's an eight, but it's like a rope, or it's like a snake. I don't know. It's like two circles. It's a snake eating itself,
0: which then also oh. is a tie-in of the theme of like self-destruction.
1: Nice. Yeah, which is cool. I like that. I would not guess that. My trivia is bad this week. Mine's terrible. How many questions you got? I have one more. Okay. I have two as well, but um, mine have absolutely nothing to do with it. It's going to be fun. Okay. So in honor of uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but she has been in other productions. Um, no way. One of,
0: them,
1: one of them, uh, one of my favorites of hers in Batman V Superman, uh, I didn't know she did. <laughs> <laughs> missed that. Not? She's the Senate, right? That's Jennifer Jason Lee. No? Sure. I'll look at I, I actually now that I think about it, I don't think that's her. <laughs> we're gonna ask the question anyway. <laughs> in, in Batman v Superman, what is written on maybe not Jennifer Jason Lee's glass before her death slash bombing at the courthouse? Isn't it
0: Scoot McNary that blows
1: up glass? <laughs> <laughs> I think it is cute. Uh,
0: pretty- I have no idea. Like something about you gods know. or
1: it, you know, isn't yeah. there like
0: a reference to like pee or something?
1: Yeah, it's it's actually piss in the jar. But I want to know what's written on the uh, the outside of it. It's called obvi- about-
0: obviously it's uh, something that Jesse Eisenberg says to her. Yeah. right? but I don't. Well, I, I don't like that
1: movie. Said- <laughs> I don't either. But she says it to him early in the movie. It's a uh, granny's peach tea. Uh, and wow. just got a bunch of piss in it. She's like, What the yeah. fuck is that? And the whole thing just you know goes up in flames. So, uh, but that is Jennifer Jason Lee, right? In that movie,
0: it's uh June Finch and she's played by uh, it's Holly
1: Hunter. God damn it. All right, well, they look alike, but I mean, uh, that's... you can
0: throw her in for the recast.
1: That's the end. old white women, <laughs> they all look the same. Your, let's hear your second trivia. That's the end, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is so easy, but I
1: just I think It's fun to talk about. I
0: always do this question: How many MCU actors are in this movie? And what? Okay. And what? Are yeah, they I was in? looking at this
1: as well, and this does lead into my second question a little bit. Let me pull up the cast because there's. Well, a that's just case. cheating. <laughs> Off okay. the top. Okay. 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 We got Benedict Wong, who's in Doctor Strange, obviously. Goat. Uh, Tessa Thompson is in uh Thor Ragnarok and, and Thor Four. Uh, Oscar Isaac, Moon Knight. Uh, if you want to count X Men as well. Uh, you throw him in there
0: into the Spider-Verse too
1: true, true, Spider-Man uh, 2099, It's going to be in the sequel and obviously now he's in, in Thor 4 I believe that's all of them, unless well, Jennifer Jason Leeson well she's not in Batman v Superman but I don't think she's <laughs> the MCU either so I'm pretty sure that's everybody it's the guy from Interstellar is the guy from Interstellar in the MCU? He probably is somewhere
0: no, there's, there's it's probably, like, it's
1: just those four the Incredible Hulk you got them all <laughs> You can't convince me that the guy from Interstellar is not in, not in uh, The Incredible hole So, uh, <laughs> Thank
0: you. Anyways, Funnily so, enough, you're going to ask me a question about Annihilation, the
1: comic run, aren't you? Uh, my question is about X-Men Apocalypse, which is a hell of a movie. I don't know if you know this, but it stars Oscar Isaac. And I've seen it, movie. yeah. But yeah, this has nothing to do with anything. but uh, I'm going to list off some characters from the X-Men universe, and you're going to have to tell me which one of them was not in Oscar Isaac's Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. You ready? Did you see that movie? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Who wasn't in Oscar Isaac's Four Horsemen? We got Archangel. We got Magneto. We got Psylocke. We got Storm. We have Cyclops. And lastly, Jean Grey. So two of those don't belong. (laughs)
0: yeah i was like you named six people um i'm trying to psylocke okay yeah, yeah. i had, i did look up what psylocke was. Uh, <laughs> <was Yeah>. <laughs> okay i know S- storm is one of them okay uh, i believe psylocke is as well i don't think magneto is actually may actually i'm gonna go magneto because i think that movie's so bad but there's everybody (laughs) turns on each like at different points in the movie like everybody's working for somebody else Uh, what are the other options besides Magneto
1: Psylocke and we got Archangel Cyclops Jean Grey and then yeah Magneto Storm Psylocke
0: Hmm. I I actually don't know of those other three (laughs) which one (laughs) I would say Jean Grey I don't think she's a bad I mean it's not you said Cyclops is one of (laughs) them
1: yeah, Cyclops is also an option.
0: Cyclops is... It's not Cyclops. Okay. Actually, it might be, fuck. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say the first one... I'm going to um, say Jean Grey and Cyclops.
1: Okay. Say Dark Phoenix. That's actually correct. What yeah. the hell? <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> They're good after guys. After all that, you get it right. Well, good job on trivia this week. I don't know how they like, pulled that out, but... Two for two.
0: Sammy Heyman... Who plays mayor? Is in Wonder Woman.
1: There we go. We found it. Jennifer Jason Lee couldn't bring us there, but uh, mayor. I don't even know what character that is. Is it just like one of the random it's one of the Oscar lowest Isaac bill people? Build people in the movie. Oh, uh, okay. It's probably like one of the people who was there with Oscar Isaac that I'd like.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was out. it was a guy. It was one of the guys. It was one of his. It yeah. might have been they're getting cut open.
1: They cut him open. It's <laughs> all scene, bro. So he's in Wonder been.
0: Woman apparently, but otherwise no. Dude,
1: uh, we didn't even talk about that at all. What's up with the snakes going around in that guy? What is that? It's
0: just his intestines, bro. It was a trick of the light. <laughs> I personally That's believe manic. it was. I believe That's it was a trick manic. of
1: the light. <laughs> <laughs> that dude, that scene. I was like blocking my hand, like with the screen. You know how you do that <laughs> yeah, when like yeah. there's a gross scene, and then they're all like, "What's that inside of him?" And I move it, and I'm like, "Dude, what am I watching?" I right now? like that scene is trippy as hell that's trippier than i think even the third act i i i actually don't think i want to watch that scene again out, out of everything see that's yeah. like
0: what min is for like there's like a 10 minute sequence
1: that's
0: <laughs> <Really? laughs> maybe it's like a five minute sequence where it's like that gross for it
1: probably feels like 10 minutes <laughs> yeah yeah tough
0: let's uh take a quick commercial break and then we'll be right back and we're back with who can act Wow. You might disagree with me here, but I actually think the cast overall is very strong. I think everyone does a good job. And it's actually a pretty, it's a small cast, but it is pretty recognizable. Like we've kind of mentioned throughout, you know, you have Jane the Virgin, Gina Rodriguez, you have uh, Tessa Thompson, who's obviously in Four, but also in Creed and uh, sorry to bother you and benedict Wong, who She's is in a ton of different movies yeah. and then obviously like oscar isaac who's a huge star as well it for a small cast it is a pretty well-built cast of side characters and i think everyone does a pretty good job Natalie portman's great like we talked about that co- co-authorship thing definitely helps with the performance when you're able to sculpt and mold the character yourself but she does a phenomenal job as the lead with very little dialogue her performance is fantastic. Natalie Portman is probably one of the few actresses that can really pull that off. Where it's like a lot of just like physical emotion acting throughout that's still really powerful. Oscar Isaac's fantastic as always. I mean, he's great in pretty much everything except Moon Knight. I think.
1: Oh, I think he's good in Moon Knight. I mean he's got dual roles? That's pretty tough. I like his accent. Governor. Yeah, it's like
0: fucking stupid.
1: <laughs> Not a fan. Uh, No Moon Knight Slater, but um, I do agree. I, I think this cast is pretty solid all around. I will nitpick a couple people, but off the top, I did want to shout out Oscar Isaac as well. I think for his, his short screen time, he is still pretty dang good in this movie. It's a very reserved. Movie. Yeah, but I think he is very good. Um, And then as well, I wanted to sh- shout out the Swede. Uh, Her name is Tuva Navatni. I probably butchered that, but if you listen, Tuva, I'm a fan. Um she's sort of just like the badass who you know, actually has like an understandable backstory like her her daughter died of cancer. Super sad stuff and she gets taken out like a chump early but I thought out of the main squad like performance wise she she matched everybody pretty well. And then as well I I have to shout out I mentioned earlier my boy Benedict Wong. I mean I mean it, he doesn't have much to do in this movie. But that's sort of my point. Give this guy more prominent roles. Um, I'm sure he has had more stuff, but like mainstream movies, what I think of him from, obviously, Doctor Strange, uh, you know, The Martian, and then now this movie where he's kind of just in it for 10 minutes. And I'm like, I like Benedict Wong. I want to see more of this guy. So shout out him. I mean, his agent, not a great agent, evidently. I I dump him immediately, Benedict. Do you know if you go to his
0: IMDb? Annihilation is actually the first thing he's listed as being known for. Really? Yeah. Because Sad. Annihilation, Doctor Strange, Infinity War, than The Martian. Um, I mean, I'm surprised that they would put Annihilation first.
1: I would think Doctor Strange would, but um, yeah, probably the first Doctor Strange I would put. Yeah, I mean he he's like sixth billing at best in this movie, so that does kind of suck. Yeah, more of the story, give him more prominent roles. I don't understand like why this guy isn't getting more like big time roles in Hollywood, but. That's just me.
0: Yeah. Cool to cool to see him branching out a little bit because even like the Doctor Strange thing is like kind of a tight cast type thing.
1: Yeah, um, I think very much. I so. guess
0: he's a scientist in this in The Martian, which maybe is still like a stereotype a little bit. Um, but I, I I like Benedict Wong and it is a pleasant surprise yeah. because something I, I kind of mentioned at the like I didn't really know a lot about this movie like I had no idea who was in it. I knew Natalie like Portman was in it because she was on the poster.
1: I didn't even know Tessa Thompson was in this movie.
0: But, yeah, I didn't know Tessa Thompson was in this. I didn't know Benedict Juan. Gina Rodriguez, who I – I mean, I haven't seen Jane the Virgin, but, like, even her, I was like, I didn't recognize this person from, like, stuff. She's around.
1: Yeah, it was just, yeah, I was really surprised with everybody. Agreed. And, I, I mean, for this movie, I think that's the best way to go in it is it's completely blind. I actually went back and watched the trailer, and – the Oscar Isaac cutting the guy open scene is in the trailer. I was like, oh. I'm glad I didn't watch this garbage because um, it would have ruined it completely. But yeah,
0: I, this movie, compl- I mean, we said it didn't make a ton of money. It, it completely was under my radar when it came out in 2018. It was, it's kind of surprising. Cause that's like when I really started to like going to movies a lot, um, not nowhere as much as I have in the past two, three years, but I really wish I would have seen this in the theater. Cause I feel like I would have enjoyed yeah. it so much. Like I watched, I got to watch it on my projector. It was daylight, so it wasn't as like the full experience. But like, seeing this in a movie theater would be awesome.
1: Yeah, I back that. We should just rant one out and, and uh and play this.
0: We're just gonna wait.
1: You <laughs> know, Annihilation. Uh,
0: well, till twenty twenty eight. Maybe they'll do a ten year reshowing.
1: <laughs> <to be> <laughs> Maybe I'd be done.
0: Why don't we uh, go to Who Can't Act, Cody?
1: That's my opinion. I'm curious
0: what you have here. I I had to single somebody out because you know it's it's a category. We got to do it right.
1: Yeah. I did a. Uh, I'll start us off. I do have a couple people I want to shout
0: okay. out. Okay, we'll hear. Uh,
1: Tessa Thompson is, is one. I don't think she's bad. I I've definitely seen her a lot better though.
0: Weird character uh, for her.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of like the character, but I don't really think it it suits her too well. I think maybe if her and uh, Gina Rodriguez switched roles, maybe that would have been better. And then yeah, my other one is, is Gina Rodriguez. I think she is you know noticeably um, the worst out of the crew. Which, I mean, it's a very good crew. And Jennifer Jason Leigh is definitely in consideration as well. But Gina, she's, she's got some tough parts. She's got the crazy, you know. She's kind of got to, like, go snap back and forth as well between is she crazy, is she not crazy, is she going to kill them, is she not going to kill them. So she does have a tough script, I think. But I, I, I do think that she is the worst out of the crew. Rip Jane the Virgin. And she's also not much, you know, movie-wise other than this as well. So maybe that's a little telling.
0: She is... In a decent <laughs> Netflix movie called Someone Great. So shout out to that. Okay. It's not the I best movie, but it, it's, it's okay. Um, it's the one where it's that Lizzo, the, when the Lizzo song Truth Hurts first blew up, it was because of that mm-hmm. movie. You've probably seen that scene.
1: Uh, possibly.
0: Where they're like singing it. She's like,
1: Why am <laughs> yeah, I in you gotta be. Yeah, I think I have seen
0: that. Actually. Yeah, she's dancing around in her underwear, and then her friend comes in and they're singing. Yeah. Like Keith Stanfield's in that movie as well it's actually it's okay. if you're gonna do like a grow, like a rom-com on Netflix I, I would recommend it check it out okay. my main person for Who Can Act is Jennifer Jason Lee I think it's just something about her like personality and her face is like very stoic and like there's not a ton of emotion I'm reminded of her in The Hateful Eight she kind of does the same thing she's like a western version of it she does an accent but it's the same it's just like this like shitheadness almost and it's like There's just nothing there. Um, And she's playing this role of the psychologist that's like supposed to be kind of a little bit of the dramatic weight at certain parts in this movie. I mean, she has the big speech, which I think she, she pulls off, but her earlier speech about self-destruction, I love the dialogue, but I don't love the reading from her at all. It's, it comes off really cold and empty and maybe that's what they wanted, but I, I just, I think that's kind of the wrong way to play that character.
1: Yep. I agree with that. I think her her early stuff is kind of like, I think she's kind of just got like an off tone or something. I, I don't know. Maybe she was going for something different. But the speech at the end, I, I did like a lot. That's, that's pretty much the only reason I, I left her off the, the list here. But yeah, I, I think her and, and uh, Gina and the other ones I mentioned, they are noticeably like not as good as Natalie Portman. Which I mean, Natalie Portman's acting her ass off, to be fair. But it's one of those things where it's kind of just like you know you probably could have done another take there um again <laughs> i feel like i'm just calling these uh these actresses out you know something's not great acting wise in this movie you know no offense to anybody but just calling calling it like i see it you know
0: well you gotta i mean hey it's our job as podcasters <laughs> to call people out, right i don't know we're why we're not acting
1: like 100 episodes for me to feel bad about calling out a- actors and actresses but the time we is might done. need
0: to have a discussion later, but I think maybe these these categories are gonna be going away <laughs> next season. Let's let's move on to the recast. With- you're, fired. you're fired, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired. Which is always my favorite category, and it's never gonna leave us. We're never back. getting rid of the recast.
1: Uh, back, back.
0: This first one I can't take the credit for because I did see it as like was almost cast, but when I read it, it's probably one of the strongest moments where I was like, I wish this would have happened and it would have made the movie thousands of times better.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and it's Frances McDormand for the Jennifer Jason Lee role.
1: Yeah, that's good. I, uh, I'm i also going to replace her, but I mean, Frances McDormand, that's a very high quality. I mean, uh, you get one of the yeah.
0: best actresses of all time. I mean, multiple-time Grammy Award winning, and I think yeah. she just brings in that emotional depth that we're just, like, missing from, like, this very flat performance from Jennifer Jason Lee, and we know for, like, Frances McDormand can do this with her eyes closed
1: yeah kill clip that uh, as well and, uh, you said uh she's won a couple grammys i also did t- it replaced uh Jennifer meryl streep you're fucking goddamn right <laughs> I, I thought I about it for a second with the actual goat meryl fucking street dude i'll tell you what best actresses of all time i mean
0: multiple time grammy award winning
1: you could go Frances mcdormand but you might as well just call the big guns i think meryl streep was born for this role and i'm kind of disappointed she's not in this movie Anywho, I do have another one. Also, uh, off the top, I thought you were going to say something about Dave Batista just to spite me. But um, <laughs> my second one, I'm getting rid of uh, Gina Rodriguez because I was trashing her so hard. I actually want to throw in an Eternals actor, uh, Gemma Chan, who I was, I was a big fan of. And yeah, I mean, I think I said this during our, uh, well, we never did an Eternals movie, whenever we were talking about the Eternals before. But I want to see Gemma Chan in a lot more stuff. I think she's very good in that movie. And uh, I think she'd mix it in with the cast perfectly here. So I wanted to throw in another MCU actor as well, because it might as well. Yeah, like 10 of them already.
0: I, I had this random thought mid episode for another potential recasting for the psychologist character, and it was Patricia Arquette. And okay. follow me here purely <laughs> because of her performance in the classic movie Holes. I think if you take the role of kissing Kate Barlow and translate that into the role of the psychologist, I think there's something there, Cody. You're not, you're laughing and I'm kind of laughing about it, but I'm serious. Not bad. I can I
1: see think it. there's an
0: energy there that could be transferred because she has to play kind of two different characters. There's a little bit, you know, there's an emotional sweet depth to it, but then she's also kind of a badass as well, which I think is what Jennifer Jason Lee probably has over like maybe Frances McDormand a little bit, She's a little bit harder. Patricia Arquette.
1: I mean we've seen holes. Yeah, it is a good pick until you started you know citing holes as <laughs> that's, that's, that's the reason why. But I back I like Patricia Arquette, yeah. I'd throw her in, why not?
0: If if we want to say maybe let's not shoot for as high as Frances McDormand or Meryl right. Streep, it's you know. hard to get those people. Patricia Marquette be. might be more achievable. I beg it. She's a great actress, but realistically.
1: Not Meryl Streep, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Nice try.
0: My last, I have one more. This is a more serious one. I, I didn't maybe point out a specific person. Look, I think I just think Lupita Nyong'o in this group of women would be really great. I think it's kind of like a role that she's kind of been missing because she's done great Oscar work, but she hasn't done like a good, other than I guess us, like she hasn't done a good like genre film necessarily. Like she's been in some kind of like bad action type movies. And I would love to see her do something more in like this, oh, this weird sci-fi realm genre thing. I think I would probably put her in for the Gina Rodriguez character. I think that one makes the most sense to me, Um, but I would just, I mean, I'd I'd take her in any of these, put her in the lead, put her, put her anywhere. I mean, she's, she's fantastic. We've, we've raved many a time, but
1: I'd like that as well. Um, And yeah, the, the bad action movies, what are you talking about? Black Panther?
0: (laughs) No, what was she in? She was in that spy movie that came out. The three, uh, uh, three something or something. I don't know.
1: I think I do know what you're talking about. Yeah. I'm not going to pull that, but um, I do like that. An interesting thought. What if we the three
0: five five?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's why it was some somewhere. I actually what haven't we, seen
0: it, but it didn't uh, get great reviews.
1: I mean, the trailer was okay,
0: but uh, what Got if, a if we five point four out of ten on IMDb? That's all I'll say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. What if we took Gina Rodriguez out, but we put Tessa Thompson in for her character, and then we put Lupita Nyong'o in for Tessa Thompson's character? I think that's good.
0: That's fine. I the thing is you're you're not set on tessa thompson this role and i i think i disagree i think it's just because what you're she's... you're basing it on i mean have you seen creed yeah okay so you're probably ba- i don't i haven't seen creed <laughs> so i think you're basing it on like the character she plays in creed and then, More then like, like her thor, thor thing yeah. but like i just don't I think, think he's that tessa good thompson's a little like this character's supposed to be a little hippie-ish right like she's like one with nature a little bit Yeah, I think first of all, I think in real life, Tessa Thompson's kind of like that. She's got like the weird thruple thing with with... Taika Waititi and whoever else, and she's kind of yeah, she's a little she's a little goofy. Uh, And like, sorry to bother you, she kind of plays this weird. Like, I I think you just maybe you got to open your mind to the the hippie (laughs) Tessa Thompson.
1: Oh, my mind's open to the hippie Tessa Thompson. I don't know. I think Lapita. I think that fits her, you know, shtick a little bit more maybe. And then I think tessa thompson she can do that more crazy rita aura rita, Ora. <laughs> rita <Ora. laughs> i think tessa thompson she has that crazy side a little bit to her uh, that i'd like to see maybe more in this movie her character's fine like you know i put her down for worse performance, but i mean it's tessa thompson she's a pretty good actress
0: i think i do agree like tessa thompson doing the holding them at gunpoint tied to the chairs thing
1: yeah i think that'd be a lot more intense than gina rodriguez is.
0: all right let's move on to the rating <laughs> always out of 69 cody where do you where do you stick this movie
1: yeah this, this is a tough one man I, I don't know where to stick this i feel i'm in the range of like 56 to like 59 somewhere around there and after i, I was gonna go like 57 to start the episode but after our discussion i think I'm, a, I'm gonna go with a 59 out of 69 uh again this is not you know the best movie of all time I think it's a thinker and I really like that a lot. Um, the story goes, you know, bonkers at the end, but it is cool. Sci-fi. I feel like this movie's right up my alley again. So a great pick for me. But um I'm gonna go 59 out of 69. What are you thinking?
0: Well, we may disagree on the ending of the movie, but we agree perfectly on the score. So no I'm way. also giving this movie a 59 out of 69. Wow. So. Well, four and a half star action.
1: Yeah. Wow. Four and a half, too.
0: Good movie. This I, I really good. I really enjoyed it. Only regret is that I couldn't see it in the theater. That's what I'll stick with.
1: Didn't we do this recently where we, we had the same score? Or I, I think it was a guest episode or something. I can't remember. This might be the first time where it's just us two where we have the ex, exact same score.
0: You know, I could look, Amazing. but I don't care. <laughs> let's, let's move on to We Have a Pod rhythm. Wow, a I haven't She's addressed so this, but this is the last recording inside my old house of the heart. You know, we have the episode where it was kind of the uh, ceremonial goodbye to the Heart street, but mm-hmm. this is actually the last, this is my last evening in the house and I, I packed, so my, I packed up the uh, board game, the blockbuster game is <laughs> essentially what this is all to say. And I had to go to a random movie generator website. Mm, nice. So this is actually dot uh, bestrandoms.com rhythm, I guess, more than okay, <laughs> uh, cool. blockbuster.
1: Also to point out, I mean, we recorded. Uh, the entirety of the first season uh, in that house. So Mm, shout out to eight to heart the birth of a, you know, a great podcast. Yeah, uh, Absolutely. Let's let's let's, uh, the movie,
0: funnily enough, we've been talking about Batman v Superman. Let's just talk about Superman, man of steel. Mm. I'll go first. I really don't like this movie very much. I mean, (laughs) I, I think it's probably no surprise to say that I'm not a huge Zack Snyder fan. I think I've mentioned it a few times on the podcast. Uh, I'm I'm not a huge Superman fan, as especially not as big as our, our friend uh Jackson Huron. I, I, I don't really like the character that much in general, but I think this movie really like mistreats the character and does not understand the character of Superman at all. And uh it feels weird that this is like Christopher Nolan gifting this to Zack Snyder to like take on the DC movie and it's just bad to me. Cody, throw it over to you.
1: Yeah, I, I mostly back it. I don't think it's a, a a good Superman movie really I think it's pretty mid uh Henry Cavill I think is a good choice but I mean director wise like you were saying Sex Snyder visually has always been a very good director but I think for this character you really missed it uh the Kevin Costner stuff where it's like <laughs> oh don't yeah, save people yeah I don't really like that but you know overall it did bring us Batman v Superman which you know Great movie. In Another bad <laughs> I mean, like you said as well, like the Nolanisms. It's not the same character. You can't have Batman and then make the exact same movie with Superman. They're complete opposites at the entire yeah. point of the characters. But yeah, I mean, a mid movie. I do like the part where uh, Superman bends up a uh, a telephone pole around uh, some guy in the bar who just you know dumps beer on him. That's a good part. But other than that, you know, the flying is kind of cool. Visually, it is. You know interesting, at least for The last fight is kind of like,
0: movie. it's bad.
1: Just CGI v- mess. Yeah, visually the, the fight with Zod, I actually don't like it all. So no. that's kind of tough, but yeah, okay, Flick. I'd recommend others.
0: Zod, good casting there though. Uh, Michael yeah.
1: Shannon. Michael Shannon play. as well. He's, right, in the, uh, he's in the Benedict Wong category to get that guy more roles, but yeah.
0: Knives out, King.
1: True.
0: All right. Recommendations, what have we been into?
1: I drink
0: your milkshake. I drink it up. Uh, obviously, we did a whole lot of recommendations last episode, Cody. But what have you been, what have you been watching recently?
1: Not a ton to talk about this week for me. Miss um, Marvel. Uh, actually, I believe a new episode came out today. But I have not had time to check it out, sadly. But the last episode I actually did like a lot. So I wanted to shout that one out. Uh, her whole journey to uh, to Pakistan to see her grandma. Uh, I thought maybe a little bit sloppily written, but I think very good overall, so definitely go check that out. But then as well, I can't even remember, did we talk about Stranger Things last week? Yeah, no? No, we didn't, because it came Do out not.
0: last Friday, so. Well, there you go,
1: yeah. Well, let's talk about Stranger Things. Well, uh, me and Corbin did talk about it a little bit, that's probably what I was thinking. But uh, I, I was a little bit disappointed it's by heavy that. Heavy
0: spoilers for Volume 2? Yeah,
1: yeah, if they're this long, if this part. If, if they're this far along in this episode, I don't think they give a shit about spoilers. But uh yeah, Stranger Things, you know, I actually was hyping up season four a lot before uh, these two last episodes dropped. Kind of not a big fan. I mean they didn't have the stones to kill any main characters. Eddie just went out for no reason, it's kind of kind of dumb. And the reunion sucked, and then they don't even have the, the stones to kill Max. And, and then it's just a setup for season five so i mean supposedly this is the big season where you know shit's going down i mean it's, it's finale right also i think the acting was terrible but <laughs> regardless uh Stranger things i will be checking out season five so i can't be talking too much shit uh overall i do like this season a lot and um i probably still would rank it the, the second best season um, of stranger things so shout out to that shout out the duffers for, for pretty good writing throughout but shout out the
0: duffers for ink and a deal with netflix yeah today
1: well uh little studio uh production that i got going on there so big yeah. shout out to upside them.
0: down pictures gonna be doing like a yeah, live action death note yeah some There's... stephen king adaptations uh I'm excited to see a stage the play set within the world of sta-
1: stranger things yeah i saw that too but evidently has no like uh returning main characters or something
0: no yeah, yeah and then they're also doing some sort of spinoff as well and on netflix um yeah. yeah interesting stuff but i mean
1: overall from the season i'd say pretty good stuff but um i think and me and corporal talk about this, I, I think we agree on on the last couple of episodes correct? Okay?
0: i mean pretty much the acting was not great i think what they did with mike's character this whole season was kind of strange but yeah. Particularly, just like the like, I don't know. You're the heart, Mike. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> no, he's not. Well, this kid's been doing nothing. Uh, uh Like, they didn't even. I wish, like, they were. Eleven was just there in her mind, helping or whatever. The whole two days later thing. I've seen plenty of people parp on it. I don't like it either. Yeah, because it's just like you just left so much unresolved. You're just like that's just easy writing, really. It's just like, oh, we don't have to deal with it. Let's jump two days forward. to. Deal with the messy crap and then we can have our fun reunions. Um, just kind of lazy to me. Two and a half hours, it was long, dude. God, I, that's a long episode. I mean, it ridiculous. It was a lot of good con like a lot happened, sure. But yeah. like I remember being at like 40, 50, like 40 minutes. I was like, there's 40 minutes left in this 20 minutes. There's still 25 minutes, like
1: just you got to split it up into two episodes at that point. I don't understand, yeah, just that at all, honestly.
0: Like Why make, make it a ten, episodes, episodes, ten episode season.
1: Yeah, doesn't make any sense. But, I know yeah. they've
0: said that season five is going to be shorter than this season, which is like, I, so.
1: <laughs> I mean, yes, but
0: like if you're going to tell this big <laughs> epic story in season five, like it should match. I don't know. I'm yeah. I'm worried.
1: I was very yeah, high on know.
0: volume one. I do. Like I still think volume yeah. two is good, but um, a little disappointed maybe.
1: I mean, I'm not sure where they're going with it in, in five as well, because I mean, like we said before, they have to do a time jump they have to right but i mean this season ends like on a cliffhanger so i'm confused but there's got to be a time jump because if not it it makes no fucking sense but yeah that's all that's all my rex this week (laughs) not much
0: yeah i I watched a few things less movies than i than the big movie binge that i went on previously but i did watch the entire oceans well trilogy and oceans eight so I, I got. I've actually. I don't think I'd ever seen Oceans Thirteen. I think I realized, mm. and I actually liked it. It's it's yeah. decent. Oceans Twelve Abomination. <laughs> Oceans Eight is not. It's better than Oceans Twelve, but I still gave it two and a half stars. It's just like okay. It's a kind of a cool place to rob. The, I I think it's the fact that Danny Ocean's dead sucks, but my hope is that you know he's the ultimate con man, so. Maybe he's not really dead. That's we can get an Ocean's 14 one day.
1: <laughs> he faked out his own sister. Yeah,
0: maybe. <laughs> Fun cast, but meh movie. Yeah, Rihanna, right? Yeah, Rihanna, Aquafina,
1: Kate Blanchett,
0: Anne Hathaway. You know, it's funny because Anne Hathaway plays like a she plays a celebrity in the movie. Mm. And I was like, they should have just had her play Anne Hathaway.
1: Yeah, Julie Roberts did it
0: they should have done. Yeah. Julia Roberts. I mean, if Julia Roberts, they should have just had Anne Hathaway play Anne Hathaway. Um, but no, they, she plays some other, the thing is she is getting into the Met Gallagher. And I don't, you know, how Anna winter feels about Anne Hathaway necessarily. <laughs> I guess she probably dislikes Meryl Streep more. Uh, but, <laughs> it's but, there's a lot of cameos in this. They're kind of stupid. Like, cause it's the Met Gallus, so Like there's famous people there. Mm, um, nice. But yeah, the, James Corden shows up in the last 20 minutes of course completely uncalled for one of the better things he's done and it still is awful
1: so. <laughs> so not a big carpool yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's actually the best thing you've done i watched yeah. the original halloween for the first time you know pretty decent invented okay. the genre slasher a little bit you've got mail with mina that was fun um, i like that movie
1: yeah like decent
0: lot. you know people like to email what can i say sure. Woody <laughs> getting emails from Woody, that's that's what it was the entire film. Pretty much, <laughs> he, he's put on the accent heavy, like he's doing heavy, yeah. Tom Hanks in that movie. And then the other thing that I want to talk about the Fourth of July was a couple of days ago, so mm-hmm. I decided to watch something that was about you know true America, and, and that's the boys on Amazon Prime.
1: Oh, and
0: I'm, I'm, I'm through a season and a half of it, and it is pretty good. Oh. It's not like the greatest thing on tv as some people have proclaimed it but the one thing that i'd say is like the mcu shows do pale in comparison like when you look at like what's good superhero tv could be it's it's a little embarrassing (laughs) when you start like and i've heard very good things about like stuff like the Watchmen and even peacemaker a little bit like it's a little bit embarrassing what the mcu has been doing like the quality is nowhere near as high but it yeah it's pretty fun
1: you you ever watch the Boys, cody I have not. That's definitely my list. Um, I'm a big Carl Urban guy, too. Yeah, so.
0: no, the, the cast is fun. Jack Quaid is eh, interesting. <laughs> um, but it's, I mean, the, mo- the show is very much about, like, if superheroes were in the real world oh, yeah. in modern America and capitalism took over superheroes.
1: Yeah, they're all dicks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: It, it's like real. It's like if Superman wasn't raised by the Kents, he was raised by U.S. government in a lab and (laughs) he turns into an asshole and um, basically the boys are like these humans who are trying to they're like vigilantes fighting against superheroes is what the whole premise is but the thing that I thought was really interesting there's like a cool religion aspect to it as well because like the superheroes are kind of seen as like gods almost and Zack Zack Snyder (laughs) gets into that a little bit in Batman v Superman but I think this is a lot more realistic take on like southern conservative beliefs mixed in with superheroes and what that would look like in america and the interesting thing is that the superheroes are contained to america they're an intrinsically american thing and they're not other places um interesting stuff about war profiteering entertainment industry there's there's a lot of great layers to it so it's
1: fun i'll check it out eventually
0: yeah for sure be fun to talk about it with you further um i'm excited season three i think finishes this friday so kind of perfect time to
1: get into it i'll tell you what man i, I think this was a, a pretty fun episode um if you guys did get a little bit lost uh understandable because i was so lost. Did
0: a, so did we so did
1: we well. but I, i'm pretty proud of this pick uh going ahead of it i had a lot of stuff i was i was debating between but i am happy i went with this film at the end so
0: good ep. solid recommendation go check it out <laughs>
1: <laughs> watch this movie. Watch this fucking movie. Yeah,
0: go, go watch this movie. I mean, if you made it to the part and you haven't watched the movie, <laughs> that's a little strange, but uh, we'll see you next week. Love you guys. Stay Captain. Peace. What you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul.